This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Broadcast Church Planting Podcast. This month on broadcast is all about calling, and I recently had the opportunity to talk to Colin Barron about the times that he's known God calling him, and how that shaped 40 years of ministry for him. You can find the full notes on everything that Colin has to say at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 73. So here is Colin Barron. So this month on broadcast we're talking about calling and the idea that uh, God sometimes specifically calls people into church planting. So uh, as you look back on uh, the things that you've done over the years, would you say uh, there are particular uh, times that you've known God has called you to do what you're doing? Yes, definitely. been in the ministry about 40 years now and uh, The first time that I can say was a major influence on my life was when I was at Bible college. And uh, towards the end of it, uh, I went to hear a missionary speak. And I wasn't that interested in missionary work at that time, but uh, thought I'd go and hear what I had to say. And it was a missionary from Indonesia. And I was riveted by what he said and felt God speak to me all the way through the talk. Uh, in a way that, I, that took me by surprise. And so when, at the end, he asked people to come forward um, who wanted to actually uh, give themselves to missions, I was the first one, literally the first one, um, out my seat and to the front there. And I remember even calling my my future wife, we were engaged, we were going to get married a few weeks later, and saying, you're going to be married now to a missionary. It really did uh, uh, grab me in, a, in an interesting and uh, a um, formative way. So what was it uh, about that particular talk that made you think uh, more than just uh, this missionary was speaking? What was it that made you know God was speaking to you at that time? Okay. Interestingly, he was telling us about some horrific things that had happened to him and his wife. I mean, really uh, terrible things. And how, the cost that they'd had to... Uh, bear in going and it was almost like it was that that actually affected me it's almost the the harder it got the more God seemed to be talking to me in a in a strange way so uh, but there's something internally I could almost hear my heart beating you know it was it was like uh, it went from information to something that was moving me and I I just thought this is going to radically change my life so how has it done so then over the years since this radical change what what has it looked like in your life um to start with not a lot although we did try to go to south america after three or four years of marriage and that was blocked uh because we couldn't get accommodation and and some other very practical things actually and uh, and at that point i was thinking what's all this about but just left it with God and actually what's happened is over the years I then became part of a movement leader um, in New Frontiers and that went from a very UK based um, uh, movement to an international movement and became part of the international team eventually then moved to America because of that for a couple of years but have been more and more involved um, in overseas church planting helping coaching 
and realising actually that the call, which I thought was to go and live for a long time in another nation, actually was more about my life and how it was actually going to be woven in to international church planting. So that was the first of, you said, three or four moments when God spoke to you and called you. What was the next moment like that? The next one was actually when I planted my first church, or been part of a team that planted First Church. And uh, they, uh, after a couple of years, wanted to uh, appoint me as an elder, a shepherd in the, um, in the church plant. And uh, it was an interesting evening because Terry Virgo, who was the movement leader, came with two or three prophets, actually, to that event. And so made a bit of an occasion of it. And all the prophecies that came through were really kind of interesting. They were all about pioneering and all... Uh, nothing about what I was actually being appointed to, which was a local shepherd of a local church. And at, at the end of the kind of worship, Terry Virgo stood up and he said, I've been wrestling with my, the word I need to bring all day because it seemed strange because I'm, I normally wanted to preach from Titus, Timothy, some, some of the uh, epistles that talk about eldership, but I've had to preach on Joshua. I felt God just kept... In, in t- telling me to do that and he said now I've heard these prophetic words I just feel like this is so relevant to uh, what's happening and I realised actually I wasn't being commissioned as an elder actually God was commissioning me to be a pioneer church planter and uh, this was the first one which I needed to help shepherd but it was part of something bigger and, that, and literally that has shaped my life I've planted numbers of churches now either uh, been the prime leader or uh, often sitting with people helping them turning up their meetings etc okay so uh, there are the first two moments what what was the the third the third one was interesting it was uh, having planted my second church i was then uh, asked to go to manchester to uh, plant church my first two were not brilliantly successful in fact um, they were slow growth um, and um with all sorts of weaknesses in and uh, as I was traveling up to Manchester I'd actually borrowed some cassettes that's what we had in those days uh, and listening to Steve Nicholson a church planter from the vineyard movement in in the USA and he I, I remember even where I was I was going past um, Spaghetti Junction on the way up on the M6 to my first meeting in Manchester knew nobody I was just going to meet two uh, random people to me and he was saying, what are you dreaming about? And this was and tape. And I found myself interacting with a tape, which was quite bizarre. And saying, and feeling like, and I said, I want to plant 20 churches. I want, and then I, I remember thinking, I've just done two and they're not that good. Um, but actually something about that trip and then talking to some of my uh, senior leaders that I was working with who basically said, Colin, God's speaking to you. You must go and do that. And so actually we planted three churches virtually together straight away when I came to Manchester. And uh, it actually shaped a lot of the next 20 years of my life. And uh, I've now I've built two multi-site churches um, and uh, just numbers of things that came out of that Quite extraordinary hour in the car. So tell us where you're up to on it then. Planting 20 churches. Um, how far along are you? I've done, I think we've planted 12 now. And uh, two 
have not gone you know they they got up to 60 or 70 and then for various reasons uh, 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 came to an end but the others are going well and we're now planting one a year which uh, is you know very exciting so are there any other um, kind of calling moments that you want to yeah just I think probably one other which was when I first came to Manchester with this dream of planting 20 churches and thinking how do we do it and I I realised I I wanted to do something that didn't let the church plants immediately go separate because that was I felt like the first two I'd done I was very lonely doing it and I thought actually if we could do a few together and actually keep them networked together quite strongly um then actually it'll be a win-win there'll be friends but a bit of autonomy some mutual help and but lots of people were kind of questioning me saying Colin it's not going to work it was before people were doing multi-site churches and things and then I went to a meeting with a guy a friend of mine who um had was trying to move into the city and it, it was all not going well for him and basically we sat in this meeting we knew nobody and the preacher who was from another denomination picked me out of the crowd and my friend and said could you two stand and then he basically described my friend exactly the conversation that we'd had in the afternoon now I mean I was kind of and then he said to me he said I don't even know even if you're a leader he said so this he said but I'm assuming you are because actually God wants you to be a stake firmly planted in the ground of Manchester and you're going to have stakes all around you and they're going to be webbed together and he was pictorially describing exactly what we were trying to build and really even to today it still um, is the kind of blueprint to how we're actually building so there are four I would say shaping moments to 40 years of ministry so it sounds like these moments have described a lot of the key things of what you're doing given um kind of the way you're going to do them are there moments along the way that um significant steps have happened where you haven't had such a word maybe kind of uh for me i've known there are times that i've done things because someone else has asked me to or uh, various factors come into it uh, are, are there times like that for you where you've not had such a, a strong call but, but done things anyway? Uh, very much so. And I would say when it comes to the practical moving, where we're going, very much it's been people. And uh, I, when I came to Manchester, it was, it was interesting because I was asked originally by the movement leaders to research where we should church plant. And I actually came back and said, I think we should go to Swindon and Manchester and had some reasons for that. Part of it was there was an economic uh, downturn in London, so numbers of people were relocating and actually writing and asking, if are we planting in these areas? And Manchester was one of them. And I was then asked to find someone to lead it. And uh, I found someone who was an evangelist leader and I felt like they should go, God was speaking to them, uh, but we needed a pastor to go with them. And then actually one of my friends one day said to me, Colin, you're the guy, you're the one to go. And I, I actually smiled. I said, I have just promised my wife we are not moving again because we'd actually moved, I think, three or four times and we were just settled. I said, um, but anyway, it was absolutely was, you know, I say adamant in a good way. You must think about this. And basically I talked to Mary 
And immediately she said, yeah, it's the right thing, let us go. So that was um, a, a major time, really. And uh, and then the other time I, I think about was three years ago. I had had a, um, it's been a difficult time ministry-wise. I'd got a bit exhausted. And uh, I, talking to my wife, Mary, we thought about, let's move to the outskirts of Manchester, a little bit more in the country, almost like semi-retired. I was, and... Uh, bit early to do that but still do stuff in Manchester and uh, for three years we tried to sell our house couldn't sell it and then my wife said to me Colin we're going in the wrong direction we should be going more into the city near the students near the epicenter of what we're building and uh, and I, I said cool that's big and it's probably the first time in our marriage that she's been in a sense in terms of our move I'm the, normally the one that's instigated them in terms of the conversation but uh, again, she was really kind of saying, I think this is the right thing to do. Within one month, we had sold our house almost to a cash buy. I mean, within a few months, we were moved and we've never looked back. I, th- I actually think that year we added probably 50 to 70 people into the church. It was our fastest growth. Not that I kind of did that because it all happened through the sites and the churches, but I think something happened in God. Um, but yeah, so, um, but numbers of times... Um, people have said things that have actually helped me make decisions. So what would you say that is the balance between the two? If sometimes God speaks and actually we want to ask and and look for God to speak to us about things, sometimes we just go ahead and make a decision based on what other people say and what seems like a good idea to us. How much would you be encouraging people to uh, hold tight and ask for that word from God and, and how much would you say actually um, do what you think best and, and get on with it where's the balance there um, I, th- I think some people are, I, I talk to a lot of people who, who move and it seems to me part of it is the way they're wired so and some people are kind of desperate for prophetic words um, and other people want good counsel from people I think the bottom line for me is is actually the inner conviction eventually that this is the right thing to do. So whether it's coming through what I would say like a prophetic word or uh, those moments that, that, that you and God, or whether it's somebody <laughs> challenging you, calling you, asking you, um, in the end, both of them need in the end, for you to carry the responsibility of it. So in the end, I've always felt like when I've moved, in the end, it's because I'm convinced and therefore I'm taking the personal responsibility of that with our family, uh, that it's the thing we should do. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And just a reminder that you can find the full notes on everything that Colin had to say at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 73. See you next time.